0: God bless. God bless you all on tonight. We greet you in the name of Jesus. He whom says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We thank God here. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in. We're here at another Bible study here at Praise Tabernacle Church. Uh, Tuesday night Bible study, and we're grateful to God for another opportunity uh, to come before you. To our listening audience Thank God for the panel That's going to be uh, Helping us out on tonight And we just, we're just we just grateful This is another uh, Heading towards Thanksgiving uh, Next week we're going to We won't be live next week We will have Bible study uh, Next Tuesday But it, it won't be live um, Just want to give that week You know uh, Families time to Do whatever needs uh, needs to be done, and uh, to be thankful for each other, and uh, we know that this is just a time of the year that our society has has placed emphasis emphasis on being thankful. But we, as believers, we know we every day is a day of Thanksgiving. We we always got something to be thankful for. Uh, you got health, you got strength. You know, that's something to be thankful for If you got food, if you ate something today that's something to be thankful for If you got clothes We we know we, we got so much So much to be thankful for And we're going to go into our Bible study On tonight Tonight is going to be our family night We have been uh, discussing On our family night We've been discussing Abraham Or Abram, Sarai and Hagar and we're going to pick up with that on tonight hopefully by by the next family night i think we'll probably wrap it up probably i think maybe one more one more bible study and then we can kind of uh move on to the next couple um but uh so much has been brought out uh regarding Abram, Sarai and and Hagar and then we're going to even discuss Ishmael and and Isaac uh, also, uh, we've been just talking about them just a little bit uh, up until this point. Uh, Ishmael is is just now being born, based on where we are in the scriptures. Uh, Isaac hasn't been born yet, uh, but we're just we're just grateful. So, thank God for the panel uh, and our families, everyone that's tuning on tonight. I'm gonna say a quick word of prayer, and then we're gonna go into Genesis. Let's go to for those of you that are going to be. Uh, turning in your Bibles, let's go to Genesis, the 17th chapter, and we're going to pick up around verse 15. So we want to go to Genesis 17 and 15, and while we're going there, uh, we're just going to give a quick word of prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you for this opportunity on tonight. We're, We're grateful for your grace and your mercy that's been shown, that's been displayed towards us. And as we enter into this Bible study, we ask that you send your anointing that makes teaching easy, and let the words of our mouths and meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength, our Redeemer, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, all right. So I want you to go to Genesis 17. Um, For those that are on the panel tonight, can anybody, uh, and I probably should have Maybe text this a little earlier. Can anybody just give us something brief, um, just a little brief synopsis on, on what we have uh, discovered or what we have brought up or brought out, should I say, up to this point? Don't have to be long, but just maybe one or two uh, points uh, that that we have discussed over these last two uh, Bible studies, the last two family Bible studies dealing with uh, Abram. Sarah and Hagar can does does anybody just have maybe one or two points. Don't have to be long at all, uh, but just a couple of points that you would like to uh point out uh to to our listening audience on tonight. Anybody at this time?
1: Hey, uh Bishop. Uh I guess I'll I'll start it off real quick. There's a lot in my notes that I have that we've been discussing, and um, one of the things that always stick out with me is God promised Abraham that uh, he, he promised He gave them the plan that He wanted, and uh, somehow Abraham got disconnected with the plan, and because of the disconnect with the plan, it caused a whole lot of other issues to to. To happen when you come to this story forward. The main thing when I talk About it is Abraham not obeying Or not believing or trusting God Would come through on his word Okay And listening okay. to his wife
0: Yeah Okay, thank you for that Elder Thank you, In- anyone else? Hey
2: man So I just wanted to say that Um we know that Abram and Sarah had a situation because Sarah wasn't able to have children. So, you know, they both—I'm gonna say both of them tonight. I know on these Sunday, on these Tuesday nights we've been kind of battling back and forth in a sense of whose fault it is. But I'm going to say they both—we're gonna put both of them at fault this time, Elder Oliver, and say that they were both—I um, guess—being impatient in a sense. And as Elder said, that they kind of, you know, jumped in the way of God's plan. So, you know, Hagar came into the picture, who was the servant of Sarah, and she was given her husband, which was Abram. And now they had a baby. And so now we're gone We're basically about to see where it's gonna go and pick up from there to see how Sarah. Comes back into the picture with all of this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stay right there so that y'all can follow along this evening.
0: Okay, (laughs) thank you, Sister Tober. All right, all right. Anyone else?
3: Okay, I'm gonna add to that. um, uh, The gist of it is God made a promise to Abraham. Abraham uh, listened to his wife. And they came up with the, well, not they. She came up with the plan, and he followed suit with that plan. So God gave the promise to Abraham. The promise was Isaac. And with their plan came Ishmael. So Isaac was the promise. Ishmael was the plan. So we're going to get a little bit further into it. But the promise was made to Abraham. Okay. But Abraham let his life get in his ear.
0: Okay. All right. Is that Sister Oliver or is that Sister Oglesby?
3: It's Keith. It's Oliver. Okay. All right,
0: Sister Oliver. Okay. All right. Yes. Sir. All right. Okay. Any, anyone else before before we dive into it? Anyone else? Okay. All right. Great. Well, since Sister since Tober uh kind of mentioned that that ending part you know we we've gotten stuck so uh, the last two times uh let me let me jump back into ver to chapter sixteen let me jump into to sixteen and i don't want to get stuck again so i'm gonna read it um i'm gonna start at six, chapter sixteen verse eleven okay uh no uh chapter sixteen verse ten. All uh, right, and this is the angel of the Lord speaking uh, uh, to Hagar. All right, so let's let's go there. I'm going to read it out because I know if we get back in there, we, we, it's going to be Royal Rumble round three. So just let me read that on out Then We'll jump into 17, and we'll go from there. So Genesis 16 and 10, let's do that, Genesis 16 and 10. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly that it shall not be numbered for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and shalt bear a son, and shalt call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy affliction. And he will be a wild man. And I think we talked about that uh, when you look back, um, even now, the history of those people. They're just like their father, you know, just like, you know, based on what tradition uh, tells us and history tells us, uh, verse 12, and he will be a wild man, his hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him, and he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. And she called the name of the Lord that spake unto her, thou God seest me. For she said, Have I also here looked after him that seeth me? Verse 14, Wherefore the whale was called Bear or Beerleth-Herod. Behold, it is between Kadesh and Bered. And Hagar bare Abram a son, and Abram called his son's name, which Hagar bare, Ishmael. And Abram was fourscore and six years old when Hagar bare Ishmael to Abram. So Abram was 86 years old, okay? He was 86 years old uh, when Hagar bare or brought forth Ishmael, okay? So we can see just by that, God, even even through Abram at this time, you know, still uh, doing something, even though, and I think we talked about this at the last family night, uh, it wasn't God's perfect will. And I think that's what Sister Oliver was pretty much just saying. It was God's permissive will. God permitted this, but that wasn't his perfect will. That wasn't his plan. And often uh, when we try to help God, you know, instead of just believing God, when we try to assist God in, in, you know, in areas, then we find ourselves causing more harm than good and And we all can probably look back you know over our lives where uh God has spoken something to us, and because it wasn't happen happening as quickly as we thought it should, you know we decided to you know kind of step out and and do our own thing, and then now we look back and we 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 can see the mess or even while we was in it, we can kind of see the mess that that um that, that came out of us, you know, trying to be proactive. And, uh, I mean, you know, God, God can do and he will do just what he says. So somebody out there tonight, you, you're still hoping and wishing and waiting on a promise. Well, I want to encourage you, keep hoping, keep waiting, stay faithful. If God said it, he has to do it. He's going to do Just what he says. Scripture says he's not man that he should lie, and he's not the son of man where he has to repent. Has he spoke it? Shall he not bring it to pass? In other words, shall he not make it good? Okay, and we all can look back because we are the seeds of Abraham. You know, uh, by faith we're the seeds. Um, And we can see how uh, Sarai and Abram got in this situation, and some of us, as I stated, can can attest to yeah i I did some stuff prematurely, if I had just waited six more months, if I had just waited another year, if I had just waited another another week, then that thing would have came to pass, okay, so let's jump into chapter seventeen we're going to go to chapter seventeen and look at verse fifteen um in the beginning part of chapter seventeen is just God once again confirming uh the promises and he's Uh, confirming the covenant, okay, the promises, you know, about the seed and what's going to happen and and how uh, nations and kings are going to come from Abram. But then he he talks about the covenant. I think uh, Minister Tobert, the last Bible study that he did, we we even talked about circumcising and uh, different things, circumcision, things like that. And if you read these first few verses in chapter 17, you see where how God uh, you know, brought forth this covenant of circumcision or circumcising the males eight days you know, at birth. And then every male that was either bought by Abraham or every male that came forth through his house had to be circumcised by the eighth day. Now, Abram, we already know, is up in age, and he's circumcising himself. He has to get circumcised. So, and I think we talked about that. Could you imagine, you know, out of my three sons, I've seen them all. I was there to participate in their circum, uh, circumcision. But uh, I can imagine now at, at 43 years old, them talking about circumcising me. Mean, and no less, you know, I know medically they got things now that, that could probably numb certain areas. But could you imagine how that felt, especially you brethren? You imagine how that was back then. All right, let, let's just move on from that. All right, here we go. Chapter 17, verse 15. And God said unto Abraham, all right? So, we, so we, we see now the switch from Abram to Abraham, okay? And we're going to also, in this same verse, we're going to see the switch from Sarah to Sarah. So God, I think it was in verse 5. Yeah, chapter 17, verse 5, God changes Abram's name to Abraham, which is basically meaning father of a multitude, okay, father of a multitude, okay, so that's in chapter 17, verse 5, then chapter um, 17, verse 15, and God said to Abraham, as for Sarah, thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarah, but Sarah shall be her name, okay, and this is uh, really meaning princess, okay, Uh, princess, all right, verse 16, and i will bless her and give thee a son also of her yea i will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations king of people kings of people shall be of her all right verse 17 then abraham fell upon his face here we go right here and laughed and said <laughs> and said in his heart shall a child be born unto him that is 100 years old. So we this is, this is 13, 14, 14 or so years, 13, 14 years later, okay? Because at 86 is when when Ishmael came. So here we are now at Abraham being around 99 and getting ready to be 100 by the time uh, uh, Isaac is born. He says, verse 17, then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said, in his heart shall it, Shall a child be born unto him that isn't 100 years old? And shall Sarah that is 90 years old bear? Now, you would have thought Abraham would have went off of just memory that just 14 years, 13 years prior, okay, this thing happened. Okay? And that, that had nothing to do with God. That was, that was him and Sarah, as Sister Oliver pointed out, that was him and Sarah's, Sarah's plan. So do you not think sometimes in our life God can permit things with our plan, but do you not think that he he can't fulfill his plan in our lives? Okay, God can fulfill his plan. So Abram laughed, okay, he laughed in in his heart and said, shall a child be born unto him that is 100 years old, and shall Sarah that is 90 years old bear Okay, and Abraham said unto God, "Oh, that Ishmael might live before thee." So we we see Abraham is like really saying, you know, God, you we really ain't got to do this all over again. We really ain't got to do this. Uh, I mean, let it can Ishmael uh, be the promise, okay? And once again, this goes back to them inserting their own thing and trying to make that appeasing to God, okay? And like I said earlier, we all are guilty of doing this where, you know, we've done things and then want God to be okay with it. And then we get upset when when it's revealed that God is not, that's not what God wants. That's not his plan for your life, for our life. Because now we think it's easier to just do or deal with what's been done. And God's saying, you can think what you want to think, but that's not what I want. That's not my plan. Okay, that's not my plan. And how many of us are guilty? How many of us are guilty of, of just doing our own thing, thinking it's the will of God, okay, thinking it's the will of God, thinking this is what God wants, to only find out we not made a mess. Now because you not made a mess, you want God to just, you know, they be okay with your mess or we we want God to be okay with our mess. And God said, No, you made that mess. You made that. Somebody listen to me now. You in something right now. And you in it because of you. You in it because of you. Okay, and I'm not saying you're not saved. You can be saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, but you in a mess now. Okay, you're in a mess because of you because of your decision, because of your choices, because you could not wait, okay, because you could not wait on God. You had to move because God wasn't moving fast enough. Don't you understand, beloved? His ways are not our ways. Neither his time, our time. Neither his thoughts, our thoughts. So that's why it's important that we find the will of God and stay in the will. Let me say that again. It's important that we find the will and stay in the will. And once you find God's will for your life, don't let nothing or nobody take you out of that will. If so, you're going to end up with a mess. So, so we see Abraham, Abraham, Abraham is here laughing, and he said, well, Lord, you know, uh, Ishmael you know 13 years old or so now. Can't he be the chosen one? Can he be the one that, can he be the one to live before you? And we already know what, what God is saying. We already know what God's will is.
1: Okay.
0: Anybody got anything up to now? I know we've only did. There's only a few verses so far. Anybody got anything they want to say before I go farther?
1: Uh,
4: yes, Pastor. I'm going to just make a brief comment on, uh, what we're reading so far and where we are. Um, great lesson so far. Get that part out the way. Um, uh, but also when I'm looking back over everything I also see how when it comes down to Abraham and him falling on his face laughing, you know, and of course then you you hear about what God has planned for him. He's falling on his face, laughing about uh, you know, God promising Isaac. And the thing that I want to say about it is, you know, when it comes down to him laughing, it's like, you know, you should already know that God can do it and that he will do it if he says that he's going to do it. So you should have already known that. The other part is, I'm going to take just another angle for him to laugh, you know, with with God. I'm like, you must have had a great uh, relationship with God to be comfortable enough to even laugh around God with something like that when he's telling you, hey, we're going you know, I'm going to um, have this nation come through Sarah. So that's already letting you know that it's going to be done. If he said it, it's going to come through the way that he said it is going to come through, not the way that you try to put your hand on it and, and try and, you know, get in the mix. And that's why we're in a situation to begin with because you want to put your hand on it and get in the mix. And every time we do something like that, we mess things up. But we got to understand that. God is, you know, just so loving and forgiving. He also went and, and put his hand and blessed the, the mistake, so to speak. And what I mean is we understand that that wasn't part of the perfect will. Um, it was a permissive will, but he's still going to end up blessing that situation as well. But he also makes it plain and simple. Oh, I'll get ahead if I said it. But he's going to make it plain and simple about what he's going to do with Isaac. That's
0: a great point. That's a great point, preacher. Anybody else? That's a great point.
3: I just I have a, a question, and if I'm wrong, correct me. Um, when I see here that Abraham laughs, and I and I'm looking at it, I'm thinking he's laughing like, you know how you laugh when something like whoa, like I can't believe it, like it's like it's blowing your mind, and you're laughing, not laughing like, oh God, you're not going to do it. Or I'm just looking at it like a different way that he's laughing. Is that possible, or is it clear cut? Like, okay, this is a joke, laugh, because I'm thinking laughter, like in the happiness and being rejoiceful about what God has saying.
0: That that's a that's a that's a good question, uh, Sister Oliver, and I, I think verse 19, I think verse 19 answers that because of the response that God gives him. So let, let's read 18, then let's go and because that, that's a great question. That's a great question. But let's read 19 and see if that if that shines a little more light based on the response. Okay, so verse 18, and Abraham said unto God, oh, that Ishmael, well, what was that that he laughed? Okay, 17, he laughed. 18, he says, and, Abra- and Abraham said unto God, oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. Then 19, and God said, Sarah thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant, and with his seed after him. So based on that that good question, I think uh, just just me looking at it, with God coming back to reassure and reaffirm where it said, and God said, Sarah, thy wife. In other words, what I said is going to happen. Now, I think with that laughter, I think it could go both ways. Because with that laughter, yes, it could have been, you know, God, you, you know, you really want to do? Do you got to do? You know, it could have been. Abraham said, "I'm all right, God, with the way it's already. You know, it's okay. We ain't got to do this all over again." Right. Then, right. Look at. The, <laughs> No, yeah, and then look at the fact this man is ninety-nine about to be one hundred and Sarah I think is eighty-nine about to be ninety. So when you, when you look so yeah, I, I, I can see it. I can see it both ways. I can see it both ways. But then too I can see God in nineteen saying, Hey, what I said I meant. And What I meant, I said And then what may seem impossible That laughter could have been just You know <laughs> you ain't got this. But like I said earlier God had just did this through Abram Okay, 13 or so years ago But then I guess we can kind of see That Hagar probably was a young lady I know Sister Tobert talked real good about Sister Hagar uh, yeah. <laughs> That first and second round So she was no doubt we could probably say maybe a young lady, uh, but then Sarah way past, you you women think about now some of you women in your thirties and late thirties, forties and fifties, and won't dare think about you know having another baby. But here this woman is eighty nine, almost ninety, and her husband ninety nine, about to be a hundred or so, and here God saying no no no, I know what y'all did. And I permitted that. And as Minister Tobin said, I'm a bless that, but that's not my promise. That's not that's not where I'm gonna be absolute. So sometimes we, you know, we, we got it. So that, that's a great, you know, that's a great way to look at it from that other angle concerning that laughter. All right. So let's go let's go to nineteen. Anybody anybody else anything else somebody else may have seen in that before we go further? Okay, let's go to 19 and read a little bit, and then we'll do the offering. 19 says, and God said, Sarah, thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed, okay? And thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant, and with his seed after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, I have blessed him. See, God, 19 and 20, God is is through this through the laughter and through abraham making a suggestion god in 19 through 20 is is confirming his order once again see if you need if you need confirmation sometimes we asking the wrong folk okay if you need confirmation ask god if you're going through something and you're not sure of ask the lord ask god to confirm what it is that he's saying to, to, You know and even if somebody If you go somewhere and somebody claim to Prophesy over you You better ask God The Bible says many false prophets Are out in the world You don't just get happy and get to crying And slobbing and falling out Over somebody prophesying No you better pay attention to what they're saying Talking about you receive that And you, and you don't even know what, what the that is Okay Ask God all right, ask God to confirm it through his word, okay? God is big enough and bad enough to confirm whatever he's speaking over your life. He can reassure you like he did Abraham right here. He said, I know I know, it, it just seemed funny, but don't get it twisted. Isaac is the promise, okay? But I do got something. I'm not going to leave Ishmael out, okay? But the way I'm doing this, and we can look now, we can look back and say, okay, well, we understand why God did it this way and why God had to confirm Isaac, because we know Isaac had Jacob and Esau, and we are, you know, we know the rest. Ain't gonna get into all that, because that's a whole other, that's a whole Bible study, okay? But God always, listen, God always has a plan. <laughs> God always has a plan, and sometimes. When we do so, we go outside the plan. But God said, No, no, no. You done did that, but I got a plan. I got to get you back on. I got to get you back on track because I can see farther in the future than what you can. Within what you can see, you looking at right now. Okay, you looking at right now. But God sees generations after generations after generations after generations. That's why he was. He's able to tell Abram. Or Abraham and Sarah, no, there's going to be kings and nations going going to come out of you and great people. And your people, your uh, uh, children, they're going to be in bondage 400 years. God could see all that. Abraham Abraham couldn't see all that. God could. And there's some things happening in your life now. And, And you're living in the moment. You're living in right now. And there's some situations that somebody listening to me, you're in a situation right now that you feel like giving up, but God is saying, hold on, because I can see the future. I can see farther down the road than you can, okay? And what God is saying, even on the night, to somebody that's listening, these light afflictions, is only for a moment. Oh, I'm about to get happy here. These light afflictions, what you're going through now, these light afflictions, I know it seems heavy. But in the eyes of God, it's light, and you feel like giving up. You tuned in tonight not knowing what, 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 what you was going to do next, but I'm glad you tuned in. And God said, "This light affliction. What you're going through now is light to him, and he's going to bring you out. He's going to deliver you. He's going to, uh, you're going to have a breakthrough, and you're going to live to tell the story. I know, it's a, I know you're in a cloudy situation now. I know you're in a, in a hard situation now. You, and somebody's going through something that you want, don't even want to tell nobody else. Okay, God says light affliction. He said, I'm going to do just what I said. And when I bring you out, you're going to have a great testimony. And then you're going to be able to look back and tell others, look what the Lord has done. And if he did it for me, he can do the same thing for you. Okay? Believe that. So verse 20 again, and then we'll do the offering, then we'll, we'll go back in. And as for Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, I have blessed him, and will make him fruitful, okay? And will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall he begat, and I will make him a great nation. Okay? so God said, no, I'm going I'm to I'm take care of Ishmael. Okay, I'm going to take care because of, because of Abram, because of Abraham, because that was still his seed. He said, I'm gonna take care of him, but what I got planned, what I got planned, what I see further down the road, that's gonna that's going to affect mankind totally. He said, what I see further down the road, what I see that's going to that's going to be needful in twenty twenty two. He says, I got to do that through Isaac. <laughs> Oh, bless his name! What I see in 2022 for for the Tolbert family, I got to do this through Isaac. What I see for the Oliver family in 2022, what's going to happen? I got to do this. I got to do this through Isaac. I got to do this through Isaac. I don't know if the old, is the old would be Over, I got to do it. What I got planned for that family, and for all of you that are listening, God said, "But I got plan for your family in 2022." And I know we at the end of 2022, but I'm looking for God to do some things in these next two months in between November and December. I ain't waiting to 2023 and look for a slogan and look for somebody to, 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 hey, be with me in 2023. I ain't looking for none of that. I'm looking for God to continue to do some things in these, in these last few days in 2022 because we got some promises. And because of the seed, Isaac. Because of Isaac, it didn't come through, that seed didn't come through Ishmael, it had to come through Isaac, because God knew the blessing he had, for God so loved the world, all right, all right, let me stop, I feel like it's Sunday morning, all right, all right, let me, let me do the offering, then we'll come back in with, with, with um, verse 21, we only got a few more verses We'll get through the 27 tonight. Let me give, let's, let's, let's do the offering, then we'll come back in with, with uh, verse 21. All right, for those of you listening on the night, uh, right now we're going to take a moment to just give you the information for our Tuesday night uh, offering. We're going to give our extended arms information. The extended arms, as we say every Tuesday night, is our outreach back into the community uh, and I we, I forgot to mention it, on Sunday, um, thank God, we, we give God praise for uh, Elder and Sister Oliver. Um, one of my my good friends is Sheriff of Gwinnett County, uh, Kebo Taylor, and uh, we served with, we partnered, should I say we partnered with the Gwinnett County Sheriff Department, um, and I think we got about 20 boxes of food, uh, they was trying to give us 50 boxes, but we we had nowhere we had nowhere to place it and all that. So we we uh, just told them, you know, 20 boxes. We 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 didn't want to take more and and be wasting food. Uh, so extended arms partnered with Gwinnett County Sheriff and uh, thanks to for Elder and Sister Oliver, um, teaming up and getting that information and and running all around Gwinnett County. Uh, passing those boxes out, so we we thank God that we were we were able to help 20 families uh, for Thanksgiving. So that's uh, we, we're grateful to that, and um, we just want to give extended arms information. And we still got our food pantry, still going strong. We're still feeding uh, people uh, weekly, monthly, uh, whenever the need arises. Uh, we just I'm thankful for that. So if you if you're on tonight and you want to be a blessing. To the Extended Arms Ministry, Uh, the cash out for Extended Arms is dollar sign E A Ministry. Once again, dollar sign E A Ministry. That's Extended Arms, and whatever the amount is on tonight—a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars—whatever the Lord lays on your heart. If you would like to partner in with us, you could do so by sending a love gift to that cash out. Also our local church, our local fellowship, uh, Praise Tabernacle Church Inc. uh if you would like to give a donation on tonight uh to our local church, uh just want you to know you 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 know, it it does take money to operate a ministry. Okay, it does take money. Even if I if I'm having church here in my home, it still takes money. It takes money to to uh operate, you know, to you know, the Bible say money meets all purposes, so You know, it it does take, you know, money to, we we have different expenses uh, at our local church. We were able, we was able to cut the budget uh, pre-COVID. We was able, we've been able to cut the budget probably 75, 80, uh, 85% uh, based on what we was paying out to what we're paying out now. But also along with that, being that it's not as many folks coming and you never know what you're going to get live. You never know what you're going to get in the pews. So we just, we just ask those of you that are supporting, we're just thankful that we, God has allowed us to sustain. God has sustained us through, through your uh, generous donations, and we're thankful. We, we, we're so grateful for that. So if you would like to give to our local church, uh, that's dollar sign PTC 877. Once again, dollar sign PTC 877. And may the Lord bless you real good. Thank you so much for your generous uh, contributions on tonight. All right, all right. Let's get let's get back in here, and we just got a few minutes. Just got a few more scriptures. Um, verse twenty one. Okay, God once again, we see right here in verse twenty one that God is 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 establishing His order once again with Abraham. He, he's confirming Himself again. He says, but my covenant, okay, will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah shall bear unto thee at this set time in the next year. All right, let's stop right there. Anybody got anything just to say uh, about that? Anyone on the panel, anything? Let me read that again, and then I'm going to open it up. Anybody got anything to say? But my covenant. Some about that but. Okay. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac. And I, I can see God saying that with attitude. Look, 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 man. I'm thinking about the way I've talked to my children sometimes. Sometimes the way I've talked to my sons and my daughters. Hey, hey, hey. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah shall bound to thee at this set time in the next year. Okay, floor is open. Anyone on the panel? Nobody got nobody else got
3: anything on back. It just it just seems like the Lord is saying, Look, I'm gonna do this for you over here with Ishmael, but my covenant I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna do what I said with Isaac. Watch so it. it's like he's just yeah. like, Look, I'm gonna do this, but I'm gonna do this because that's the covenant. <laughs>
0: there you go. There
3: you go. That's with all
0: of awesome Yes, sir. Okay, there you go. And that, that's why I read it like that, because even with the last, when you when you go back to seventeen and come on down right now, God is saying, hey, I understand all, I understand all that. And some of us, especially us, oh, everyone know here is, is a parent. You know, we talk to our children like that. Hey, I understand what you what you try to do. i but what did I say? Uh oh, <laughs> Lord, I feel like Sunday morning. <laughs> and sometimes God has to say to us, what did I say? I know you listening mm-hmm. to everybody else. What did I say? What did I tell you to do? Has anybody, anybody ever talked to your child like that? You know, hey, didn't nobody tell you to do that? Okay, did nobody tell yeah. you what did I say? You know, and I, I can hear my mama. God rest her soul. I can hear my mama saying that to me now. Oh, boy, what did I tell you to do? Well, I, we got we get so sidetracked. And if we can't happen It's just part of our nature, we get so sidetracked with the cares of the life or sometimes with what other folks do going to say and with what other people do, what other people think, and God's saying, wait a minute, what about what I'm going to do? What about what I'm going to say? What about what I think? Okay? And I, I, told, I told the church about, about uh, Macho, about a month ago, having a little incident at school. And then he tried to say, well, his friends, you know, betted him or uh uh, you know, his friend what's the word, his friends, yeah, you know, I guess betted him that, that he wouldn't say or he would do something or whatever, you know, and he had to try to prove a point to them and he ended up getting in a little trouble. And when he got home, I said, Listen, boy, I said, Who are you more afraid of? Who are you, I mean, who can do more to you, your friends or your daddy? Now, he had to think about it. He, 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 when I put in that perspective, his mind got right. He like, yeah, you. Now, he, he <laughs> did try to say, well, they, they said something about my mama that, that gave him a little slack. But the point I was trying to make was, don't be fearful of what they going to do. You better be fearful of what your daddy going to do when you get home.
1: Amen. See, a real
0: daddy, a real daddy is going to be, hey, partner, you, you, don't be fearful of them. And Jesus even said it that way. I, th- I think it was Jesus that God, one of them said it that way. Yeah, Jesus, I think it was. Don't, don't fear him that can destroy the body. Then you better fear him that can destroy both body and soul in hell. It's a long time we scared of the wrong folk. Okay, we we afraid of the wrong people. Okay, and listen, ain't nothing nobody. Watch this, and the Lord help me here. Ain't nothing nobody can do to you. Ain't nothing that nobody can do to you that God don't allow. Let me say it again. It ain't nothing Amen. nobody can do to you without God allowing it. So stop stop talking about who praying against you. Stop worrying about who 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 would who on the other side, and who, who praying for your, your downfall. And then when it happened, then you glorify. I knew they were praying. I knew they were praying against me. They can't nobody do nothing to you. The devil himself can't do nothing to you that God don't allow.
3: Amen. Amen.
0: Lord, I ought to raise another offering. i raise my, I raise my own offering and send myself something on cash up on that. It's bad when you got to send your own self an offering, but I do it. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. All right, let me get through here. Let me get through here before y'all get too happy. All right, so God said, let me read 21 again. We got but a few more verses. But my covenant, that that but, like I told y'all, that but means hey. Now I'm saying all this, but okay. So but my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah shall bound to be this set time next year. And he left off talking with him, and God went up from Abraham. This God speaking. And Abraham took Ishmael, his son. All right, we're in the closing moments here. Okay, and Abraham took Ishmael, his son, and all that were born in his house, and all that were brought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's house, and circumcised the flesh of their foreskin in the self-same day as God had said unto him. Abraham didn't waste no time. He, he, he went ahead and obeyed God. And Abraham was 90 years old and nine. So he was 99 when he was circumcised in his flesh of his foreskin, when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. I can't even imagine at 99, but bless, bless their hearts. Verse 25, and Ishmael, his son, was 13 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. Verse 26, in the same day was Abraham circumcised and Ishmael his son. And all the men, okay, and all the men of his house, born in his house and bought with his money of the stranger, were circumcised with him. Okay, so we see the covenant, the, the, the promises, God sealing it, okay, and then we see now Abraham acting on what God said. Okay, I'm through. I'm through. And, uh, let's let's do let's do a round robin. Anyone that I may have missed something, or, or you got something different, and and that's good. We all on here, we all see things different. Just like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and, and parts of John. Okay, they they you know it, Matthew, Mark, and Luke is called the synoptic gospels because they pretty much wrote some of the same stuff, but from a different perspective. Okay, it's from a different perspective. Okay, so we had some of that tonight, which is good. That's great. We had some of that where someone uh, on the panel saw something a little different, which which is great. So I'm through. I'm through on tonight because I don't I don't want to get back into where where we need to go for for next month. But anyone else just may have one or two uh, comments uh, before we close out tonight. Anyone else?
3: I got a comment. Um, Oh, go ahead. The only comment I'm going to make, um, it's, it's like a personal um, a comment for me. Um, I was uh, speaking to my husband about it, I think it was yesterday or the day before. A lot of the times we make plans that God didn't plan for us, and it gets us in a lot of trouble. And a lot of times we don't wait on God. So just like Sarai and um, Abram, I've made plans without seeking and consulting God about my plans And what I've learned and what I'm still learning is that God's plan or God's promise uh, for my life is way better than anything that I can plan. So I'm learning to trust him to fulfill what he wants to fulfill and for me to be more patient um, with the process that I have to go through. So that's, that's what I'm learning from just looking at doing things your way versus waiting on God and doing things his way. Awesome. Thank you, my sisters.
0: That's awesome. Thank you. Was that Elder Oliver that that came
1: in? Yeah, it was. I pretty much he pretty much said what I was going to say, but also um, what I've learned is in the very beginning when God spoke to Abraham about the whole situation, and he listened to his wife. And I believe you touched on it a little bit, Bishop. A well, lot kind of times we want to make plans ourselves, and it messes up God's. God's perfect will And you have to wait That's why they had to wait those years Because he didn't He wanted to go off and do what he wanted to do I'm guilty of that Myself and then we want God to bless it And then when he tells you about the promises That he's already promised you It's almost laughable to us Because he told us a long time ago But we've been doing what we wanted to do And then when we finally get in the perfect will Of God it, it it's almost laughable Because if we would have done it in the beginning, we wouldn't have to take the long route. And that's what I'm wow. getting out of this. I just would have listened and just obeyed him, but because I didn't, not the whole timeline got messed up because we had to deal with what I put in there. And because he's going yes. to bless me, exactly. I am his child, he's going to bless it, but if I would have just waited, the plan would have been so much different and so much better because it would have been in the perfect will of God, and it wouldn't have been laughable. Yeah. Amen. Wow.
0: Wow. All right, you two. Y'all y'all working. That that is good. That is because because we, we're gonna see we're gonna see before we get through, they ain't out of trouble yet. They ain't out of trouble. We we, we done saw where, where Hagar and Sarah kinda had it out and had to come back together. But we ain't even dealt we ain't even dealt with the children yet. Okay, so we we they in other words, like like the Oliver's were just saying because of the mess, because of us doing our own thing, you know, God can still have grace and still have mercy, but that don't mean you may not have to deal with the mess you made. <laughs> Preach, brother Zachary. The I think I will
3: Amen. Go ahead. No, I said the consequences. So yeah.
0: Yes. Yes and we and we going to see we 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 need we, we ain't really dealt with the children yet cuz we going to see how how this thing before we over before it's over and that might take the whole night itself how the, how because of what they did how how it affected the children okay so we are going to see all right anybody else on the panel thank you uh, elder sister Oliver. great commentary thank you
4: Uh, Pastor, I got um, something I would just like to add is just when we're looking over the the story in itself, uh, a life lesson to pull out of that just to listen to God the first time around, you know. So just listen, be obedient to begin with, and then we don't have to worry about anything else, any mess that can come up out of it because if we just do what we're supposed to do, especially in, to begin with, then we won't have a lot of problems. So we just got to learn to trust God and be patient, um, and then we'll see how things turn out in the end because it's going to work for our good. If God said it, then he's going to do it. So it's just realizing that don't overcomplicate things. Just have patience and trust in the Lord. If he said he's going to do it, he's going to do it, and just do right. The first time and that's a, just a just a life lesson on that
0: great thank you uh Minnesota. great job thank you for that all right anyone else
2: okay so I just wanted to say that I don't I don't have my notebook right now because I'm in the car but the last few Tuesday nights have in one way or another they have touched on patients and right I know for me personally, like, that's always been one of my issues. I am very impatient. And I remember a couple of years ago I was talking to Evange Louette, and I said something about me being impatient. And she said, "Uh uh-uh, she said, you better watch your words because God is going to test you on it. And I was like, no. And she was like, okay. (laughs) So a lot of these Bible studies are definitely going back to patience for me, whether it's one scripture or throughout the entire Bible study. And obviously Sarah and Abraham were not patient because they threw Hagar into the plan because they weren't patient to take the time to let God show them what the promise was. And, you know, as we've already stated, in our own personal lives, you know, our impatience will have us messing things up. But luckily, because of God's grace and mercy that he gave them, their situation with their son that Sarah is going to birth will be blessed also because he didn't have to, but he had already told them that he had a promise for them. So your situation may not be, you know, that you want to have a baby or a son in particular. It may be a new job, it may be a new home, or you may be trying to pray about what it is that God wants you, God wants you to do with your ministry, but if you with God and he already told you, hey, this is what it's going to be, this is the premise for you for the situation that you're waiting on, wait, wait, be patient. Trust in God and have the faith that he's going to see you through no matter what is thrown in the way. Because sometimes while we're waiting, stuff will start happening. So then we'll be like, man, you know, how is it going to happen? How how am I going to get this new house? I can't see it. I don't have enough money to get it. I don't have enough for the down payment. But God already promised you that you was going to get it. So...
0: You in a bad area? Y'all? Can y'all? Is everybody? Can everybody hear me?
3: Yeah, we can hear you. I think
0: Sister Tobus' line went out. Okay, Sister Tobus went out. Okay. Oh, she. I, I tell you, she was preaching. Uh I'm trying to see if she can get back in the good good area so she can finish. Sister Toby, can you hear us? Can you hear, hear me? Yeah, yeah we I can, can hear, you hear
3: you now. Yeah, we can hear you now. Okay, I don't know where where it cut out
2: at. I'm sorry. But I was just saying that we just need to be patient, have faith that whatever God promised us is going to come to pass. So, you know, naturally by us being in the flesh, you know, sometimes we get impatient. But if God promised you something whatever that something is that you've been praying for, just know that it's gonna be okay. God is not man, he can't lie, it's okay. And it'll be okay. So you just wait. That's all. Just wait.
4: Thank you. Amen. Thank
0: you for that was that, that and that that was right about uh, you saying Evangel Blueette was talking about you. Be careful talking about not patient because impatience uh, possess you your soul and and the beauty of that is if you don't have it God will allow you to get in situations where you work your patience okay and and that that's and even be careful with saying God humble me now you better humble yourself the scriptures yes, say man. humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. That He may exalt you in due time, Because If God has to humble you, you might be in a wheelchair. If God has to humble you, you might be on your back, and you just have to whistle. So, you know, so it's, it's good that you humble yourself. Certain things we, you know, uh, just, you know, because God, hey, you you ask for it. Certain, certain things, you know, God may allow to happen, but. Uh, you, he, you know you can get in a situation, and any, any mother and I just think about my own wife with five children. Uh, sister October, y'all, y'all got what? Four, five? How many of y'all got over there, tober we, we have four. Y'all got
2: four. Y'all since
0: got of, them, them, so, Oliver, how many children y'all got? Is that five children? Five,
3: five children. how I many grandchildren? I got five plus two, and I got four grands. Derek got four, three grands. So yeah, we got a, we got a whole tribe
0: yeah so you you' talking about the tribe of all and the tribes of tobits and and the everybody knows the Zachary tribe, the ogilvy bees got a tribe uh, you, uh, us parents you, you every one of us got patience we we got it, we got it, because okay? we dealing with these children especially these new this new generation and and all of us got grandchildren, so you know they they their ranges from the highs to the lows. But you got to have patience even with dealing with your children. Okay, so uh any, anyone else, I know my, my lovely wife, she had to run and get my baby girl from uh from the school. Uh anyone, was anyone else on uh that want to make a final comment before I dismiss?
3: I if I could just say something, um in regards to patience and trusting God's plan. Um, Before the pandemic happened, um, we were in the process of uh, trying to get a home, and I was working on credit, and we went through classes and all of this, and it's like, I'm pushing to get this house, pushing, doing everything that I'm supposed to do, but it didn't work out, and and now that I look at it here in 2022, I'm like, okay, God knew what was coming up ahead, so... That's why if I would have gotten it, I would have been probably, we would have been not been able to sustain it. So God knows what you need, even though we may not understand why we can't have something like right now, trust him because he he sees what's ahead. We don't. So just trust him because in the end, you want everything to work out according to how he wants it to work out. So I thank God for that learning lesson that we had to go through.
0: Yeah, Well, I, I can definitely attest to, um, since all the we was, I was kind of satisfied in our little three-bedroom apartment, uh, but my wife kept having children, and, and the family kept,
3: kept oh, she getting kept getting them. Okay. Yes. Yeah,
0: she kept having, listen to the prophet, listen to the prophet. <laughs> she, kept,
2: she, kept having,
0: she kept having children, and, uh, one of my friends, his his wife is a realtor, and we had saw her. I think it was at a Chili's or something like that, and uh, we just got her information. And time went by, and I wasn't thinking about nothing one thing because one thing I can't I can't stand doing is moving. That's why I mean we would get an apartment, and we it, it just had to had to be something drastic. Well, my wife kept having children, so we had to keep getting bigger bigger apartments. So. <laughs> I mean, it just got to the point where, you know, she was tired of the apartment. I was like, you know, oh, you know, whatever. And she was like, if you don't call this lady and see about us getting this house, uh, uh, start the whole process. So I called her, and we went through the process of starting, it and you know what you need to do, credit, you know, all the everything. Since Oliver was just saying. And um, and I was like, well, you know, we're going to go through the stages or whatever. You know, uh, we had nobody really teach us on, you know, finances at the time and different things like that. We just, you know, kind of just followed whatever she was saying, uh, get a secure credit card and different things like that. And I had already messed up a secure uh, credit card thing with the Peach State Credit Union right here in Lawrenceville. But I went back to them and said, this is what I'm trying to do and they allowed me to do it all over again. So my wife was working on her end. I was doing things on my end, and it it got to the point uh, where we was looking at different houses right here in the Lawrenceville area. We wanted to stay pretty much in the same school district. You know, our children, all these children my wife kept having, was pretty much (laughs) indwelled in their school. So we didn't want to take them out of the cluster. And uh, it got to the point where it was like, well, this ain't, this is not the house we want. Uh, this was not big enough. That ain't what we looking for. And I told, my, you know, me and my wife, we, we were sharing with each other, whatever God has meant, whatever is meant for us, we're going to get. And we ain't stressing over this. because I really, I can stay in this apartment. But because she kept having children, we know we needed, we needed some <laughs> more space. And um, we saw one house and, and the house that she wanted. The house that she wanted, the, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the lady, our realtor said, well, someone else had put in a bid, but she'll try. And I told my wife, well, if, if whatever, if that house is the one that's meant for us, then we're going to get it. And, hey, five years later, almost six years, I think that was 2017, so five years later, and this is something, we went to the closing and didn't know our realtor had a denial letter in her folder. <laughs> She had a denial, a denial letter in her folder that she was supposed to be given to us, or that she thought she was going to give to us. But God changed some things uh, right there at the moment. God changed Lord. some things right there at the moment and gave us favor that the the people that were selling the house. I think my wife could probably tell the story better than I can. But the people that was selling the house, they was like, "Oh no, we'll take care. We'll make sure because we want to push this thing on through." And like I say, five years later, this is the house that my my wife wanted. And every now and then, now when when she is running out of a little patience because these children, you know, they got a mess here, a mess there, she clean up you know, and all her children that she keep having, they, they mess up real quickly. (laughs) And my response to her is, well, this is the house you wanted. So God, God blessed us. We, we got five beautiful children and we got five or six bedrooms in here, two cargo, you know, God, God. So I remind my wife, I remind my wife, Mr. Oliver almost every day because our children, this is the house you wanted, So God gave you what you wanted. So, uh, we 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 thankful. So y'all y'all stay patient. Okay, thank y'all for tuning in tonight. Thank you to the panel. Thank y'all so much. Uh, we love y'all. Remember next week we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be off. Tune in Tuesday night. Y'all can still tune in. Uh, Elder Oliver's gonna have something uh, for us next Tuesday night. Y'all still tune in for Bible study. But uh, but we're giving the panel I spoke with. Uh, uh, elder oliver and minister tobert i think it was earlier today or yesterday and they they agreed to uh you know just take next week off we know it's thanksgiving uh, me and my family is going to be out of town we'll be leaving out uh monday we'll be out of town from monday to thursday the lord's willing uh just enjoying family just enjoying family and uh, i won't be tuning in to bible study i, w- I won't be thinking about church stuff i I'm be with my wife and my my five children, and we're going to be enjoying uh, family time up in Gatlinburg, uh, Tennessee, Pigeon Forge area. So we, as, as tonight is family night, um, just want you to reflect. You have children. We know they get on our nerves. That's part of being. That's part of being a child. And whether you want to believe it or not, you got on your parents' nerve too. And I, I think I was the best son, but I know I. Got on my parents' nerve every now and then, but take the time to reflect. You know, this this morning I I was sitting and I was listening to uh, Ricky Smiley. I don't listen to him too often, but if I do listen to him, it's normally with him doing those prank calls. But I was listening to him this morning, and he was sharing his story about uh, one of the young black men one of the young black football players at the University of Virginia. Um, I don't know who all may have heard the story. I think it was Sunday night. Uh, they were returning from a field trip. The class was on a field trip, and they were returning back to the University of Virginia. And one of the other, I think, ex-football players that was on the bus uh, pulled out a gun uh, and shot three other uh, football players on the bus. Now it wasn't a football trip. It was a class trip, but these guys played football and Ricky Smiley was talking about how he met one of the guy's mother and met the guy that had been mentoring the young man over the last couple of years and uh, how, you know, of course, tragically he was gone uh, in an instant. And Ricky Smiley said, you know, he heard it from someone else where and I really this thing really hit me because I can see me and my wife. We do this on an everyday basis. You taking your children to football, uh, taking them to basketball, taking them to baseball, taking them to dance recitals, taking them to uh, you know stunts and tumbling, swim, you know, taking them to PTA. Uh, take you take them to uh, their their conferences, all with the preparation of thinking you know, them having a bright future.
1: He said it's so unfortunate
0: that instead of them having a bright future and you've been able to see them, you know, get their home or get their first apartment, get their car, he said it seems like what we're doing now is preparing them for the casket. So he was like, it just don't seem fair. We're doing all these things as parents and grandparents, and it seems like we're preparing them more for the casket than we are for for them graduating college and getting married and, you know, doing the things that you you, you would hope, you know, that you envision for your child. And unfortunately, this, this time of these young people, uh, as a black man, I can definitely speak to my community. Uh, every Tuesday and, uh, well, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm in a gym with, with over a hundred young black men, and just just being there to, to minister and witness, and just to try to be a positive impact, uh, you know, we, we we got to do what we got to do something. Especially the church, we got to do more to affect our community. And when Ricky Smiley was saying that, it, it touched my heart. Uh, and I, anyone that knows me, especially those on the panel, they they do know me. They know my family. Uh, they know how I am about my children. And that thing, it, it hit my heart, even though I am doing, me and my wife, we're, you know, my wife just walked in the house now and now. We got a date we got to go on in a few minutes. But just the simple fact of him bringing that, you know, us preparing our kids, hopefully for college and graduating next to the casket, I, that it, I thought about my older two, and I sent them a letter. And you know, I texted them a letter this morning just letting them know, uh, and I was very, I was emotional sitting on my bus. This is six thirty, seven o'clock this morning, and um, and it, it was like it just, you know, it seemed like the Lord impressed on my heart just, just send them a love letter, you know. And I sent my daughter, my firstborn, sent her a love letter uh, this morning, and then my oldest son, you know, sent him a love letter, and I told, I told my son Zach, he's sitting right here next to me now. I said, when I see you, uh, make sure me, me and you give each other hugs. I said, give me, give your daddy a hug. I said, it's been a minute since we hugged, and we always talk, and we always together, and things like that. But just a simple hug, sometimes, uh, we don't know, you know, uh, what that can do for our child. And I'm just sharing this with y'all. Uh, I don't know who I was listening all over the world. Uh, it's not important how many is listening, but even if it's just one. Uh, I want. I want. I would challenge you on that. Tonight. I got to I to leave to take my lovely wife to uh, dinner. But hug your children. Just you know, if it's that one that haven't got a hug, they you may not even think they deserve a hug. They may be the rascal. But I challenge you tonight. And if I see you Sunday morning,
4: I want you to say, Pastor, I,
0: I, I listen to you. I hugged him. I hugged her. And just tell me you love them. You know, I appreciate that. Because hey, when all said and done, that's still your child. Okay, so that's the challenge on tonight. We, it's not a TikTok challenge. It, you know, this ain't the you know all these other challenges they doing. I'm just talking to you as a parent, as a man, as a woman. Okay, hug your child tonight, and I'm gonna give my son another hug uh, before I go get my wife. He over there laughing, but I'm gonna hug him again. And God has blessed me with with five beautiful and gifted and talented. Children I'm grateful I haven't uh, my story. I can't speak for others, but my story. I've never had any Never had to go to the jail, you know I, uh, On behalf of my children never been in any any major uh, Incidents or accidents anything in the school, you know fairly good good names in the community good names in the school uh, People in the community speaks well not just of me and my wife, but of my children and I'm I'm grateful for that So uh, I'm not going to brag too much tonight, but they are mine. So, you know, I can talk about mine. So that's the challenge. And I see you Sunday morning. Some of you on the panel, some of you listening, send me a text. You got my number, send me a text. Pastor, I, I heard you, I felt you on tonight. And I did. I took the challenge to hug my child, my children. Okay, matter of fact, I'm hugging all mine tonight. Just tell them, Daddy, you know, Daddy loves you. So you do the same thing. God bless you. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you on the night. We give you glory and honor. And we thank you that we do so much uh, teaching on the night. we bringing out patience and different things that we saw between
3: Abraham and Sarah.
0: And, God, we just pray that you would just touch our hearts and minds. Help us to, to love each other. Help us to love one another. We, we're living in an evil time, and your word warns us about this iniquity shall abound, that the love of many shall wax cold in the last days. And we, we can see that now. We don't know who's going to come, but we, we know if we stay anchored in you, our ship will sail and everything will be all right. As we leave this place from your presence, Matthew twenty-eight nineteen through 20, tells us to go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. God bless you. Those of you that come in live Sunday morning, we'll see you at Praise Tabernacle Church Sunday morning, 199 East Crogan Street, the beautiful city of Lawrenceville, Georgia, 30046. God bless you. Have a good night.